Welcome to episode 112 of No Challenges Remaining, live from Court 14 at Wimbledon, the Court 14 at the Wimbledon. I'm Ben Rothenberg, joined also on Court 14 by Courtney Nguyen. Hi, Courtney. That's a lot of courts. It's a lot of courts. And we like Court 14. Court 14's been kind of great. They had some good matches here. Yeah, and well, the big thing is that last year, Court 14 and Court 15 were closed. Uh, so it's back open this uh, this year, and it's been nice because it's it's the court that's right outside the press center. So for us, we can kind of like pop right out, and especially right now, while there aren't any matches, it's always a tough court to get seats for. Yeah. But you know, today I was out here watching Maria Sharapova practice, and you're right next to the court and kind of court level as well. So it's nice. It's one of the courts they use actually on Second Monday for singles. It's like the, the whatever the worst singles yeah. match for Second Monday is yeah. gets put on Court 14. I think it was like during bl- the Black. Wednesday year, Wimbledon year. I'm pretty sure the match that got put on here was Manorino Kubo on uh, second Monday. So maybe that'll happen again. Probably not. Because the draw came out, and I don't even think Lucas Kubo's in this draw. (laughs) Is he? I don't know. He's in doubles for show. Yeah, I'm not sure he's still playing singles. I don't know why I brought Lucas Kubo. Like, that's a question I don't know the answer to. I don't think he's here. But let's talk about who is here. Let's start with the ladies. Hey, ladies. Serena Williams in the top section. Favorite to win it. It's Venus, possibly fourth round. Okay, hold on. Back it up. Okay. <laughs> Let's provide some kind of overview context. Okay. Before overview you roll context. into it. All right. What okay. do you want to overview? So I'm just gonna say quick hits okay. off of the off of the before we kind of do the deep dives. So okay. Serena Williams is the top seed. She is. Maria Sharapova drawn into her half in the top. Uh, we also have obviously defending champion. And number two, Petra Kvitova at the bottom half. Uh-huh. Uh, number three, Simona Halep has been drawn into her half. So that kind of sets a little bit of the tone of, in terms of like projections and things like that. But it's Wimbledon. The draw really, really, really matters. I think more so than, than any other tournament. The matchups and just, I don't know, calamity happens. It's, it's, it's just so hard to know how these players are going to do here. So, um, but yeah, but now that we kind of get a little bit of a view of... Uh, of what uh, the draw looked like, at least. Now we can dive. Sprinklers just turned on on court 15. I wonder if they're going to turn on here on court 14, too. I hope not. Let's keep going, though. Uh, Yes, so Serena, like I was saying, is at the top. She has not a bad draw, really, until... uh, Tchaikovsky's not easy second round. True. I don't think. Tchaikovsky's a pretty good player. Sorry, qualities. She's good. She looks so unhappy all the time. Like, she was winning matches and, you know, qualifying and just, like, didn't... was just nonplussed. Yeah, that's Petra Tchaikovsky, I suppose. But, yeah, uh, yeah I mean, it's it's not in, you know, I was going through the draw earlier today trying to, you know, look at, like, draw winners and losers. And honestly, like, uh, there are a few obvious, like, winners and obvious losers, but it wasn't incredibly stark. I thought, like, for example, like, Serena's draw, it's not a bad draw. It's not a good draw. It's a draw. And, um, you know, obviously the thing that stands out in her draw is a possible fourth rounder against Venus Williams. Which I'm not happy about. Honestly, I, I'm going to be quite frank. I, I really don't know, other than the fact that people are obviously keying in on it because it's Serena versus Venus, possibly the fourth round. I've been a little surprised that people have been so, it seems like people are so optimistic that that match is going to happen. Would you, you assume that Venus is not going to get there? I think that Venus has a tough one. I mean, she could lose to Brengel in the first round. She could lose to Putin Seva, no, or Ronnie. No, no. She could. No at all three. I totally, I just really disagree. Okay. Yeah. What are any of those, Irani on grass is terrible. No, first, first of all. all, first of all, I'm not even talking about surface. I'm not taking, talking about like, we're talking about Venus who's won two matches 
since Miami. Obviously, that was the clay season. Had a great start to the season. Uh -huh. But no one knows what her form is coming into Wimbledon. That's true. Absolutely zero. So she's going to have to step out and, like, you know, play a good match. And we just don't know where she's at. So that's all I'm saying is, like, I would love to see that fourth rounder happen. I'm just, I, I'm not, I guess I'm just, I, I'm not going to talk about it as much because until we're actually sure that it is happening because I just don't think that it's going And to. we'll do a Middle Sunday show before the fourth round happens. So we will get to it if and when it gets lined up. I think it'll happen. I don't think, I think Venus got put in a section of midgets and she'll be fine. But other people disagree based on their facial expressions across from me on court 14. The rest of the section, Serena also has Ivanovich in her quarter and Azarenka. Uh, Carla is also in there, but probably not going to do much on grass. Not, ben, not you know who's in there? Benchich. Benchich is in there. Two the, finals. Two and Parankova. And Parankova. Two grass court finals for Belinda Benchich. Benchich into the Eastbourne final after Caroline Wozniacki withdrew, or not withdrew, but retired after three games with a, a minor back, well, I don't know if it's minor or major, but with a back injury, but she says she'll be fine for Wimbledon. So yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a draw. It's, it's, it's not easy. It's not like brutal it's definitely nothing close to what she had to deal with at the French Open yeah I mean not not too many ma massive landmines there but we'll see who do you think makes it out of that little section <coughs> the next to be Serena's possible quarterfinal opponent do you think is Azarenka with her foot problems she had in Birmingham and everything and Ivanovich who knows with her she was luckily for her Larcher de Brito lost in qualifying um, I mean if if, yeah. if if you go by lead up results then I think that you, you look at maybe a Mladenovic, you look at a Benchich possibly taking advantage of that. Azarenka, yeah, we don't know. Can never count out Parankova. Yeah, that's, 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 yeah. that's an interesting little it's section a, it's, there. A, it's a tough one. It's, it's a tough one to call. And Yeah, I mean, it's again, I mean, you go back and you think to the French Open and remembering Victoria Azarenka's comments after losing to Serena, like, what did I do in my life to deserve this kind of luck? She finally gets an okay draw. Not a great draw, obviously, because she would have had to have, she might have to play Serena, uh, but very good first two rounds. Yeah, exactly. And um, three rounds, I would say. Even Carla's not a bad. Right. Player. No, I think I think With that this seed. is uh, if Victoria Azarenka were playing the way that she had been. Yeah. Uh, I think that I would actually kind of slate her in to play that Serena Williams match um, in what would that be the quarters? Uh, huh. But yeah, a lot of questions about the foot. Um, but but we'll see. I mean, I talked. She's been practicing here though. Yeah, it, I mean, there have been moments where, I mean, I saw a little bit today, and it, at times looked gimpy, but you couldn't tell if it was just, like, she looked gimpy or if it was just, you know, being careful on the grass. It's just, it's just hard to know, you know, like, wh what exactly um, is going on with her. So, yeah, I mean, it's a tough, it's a tough section to call. Fair, fair point. I was the groundskeeper's phone ringing over there. Um, in the next quarter of the draw, we have Maria Sharapova, who um, used to be grass great, has not been great on grass very much lately, save for that 2011 final, which was not that long ago, and she reached the final Olympics here also. So she's not useless on grass, but she's had quite a few earlier than expected exits, I guess, especially after more draining long clay campaigns, which wasn't really the case this year, losing fourth round at the French and having three weeks off. I think the biggest winner, actually, of the longer grass season of like everybody in tennis, tennis is Maria Sharapova. I think that she's the one who has shown that she needs more time to adjust of players who can play on this and just haven't lately. So I think she's a big winner there, and I think her draw is pretty darn good. First, first week, absolutely nothing. Even first four rounds, Really, almost the whole way. I don't see well, much problem with her until the quarters, maybe. Wait, 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 wait. I'm going to back that up. Okay. Opening up against Joanna Conta, who 
played really well. She did play well in Eastbourne yep. this week. So I mean, when you think about a player who has like some matches under her belt and comfortable-ish on the surface, like that's pretty good. Possible third-round match against Daria Gavrilova. Okay, but Gavrilova, yeah, also has some injury concerns. Sure, exactly. But, okay. but I'm, be, I'm just throwing them out there because okay. they're there, and I didn't want you to gloss over them completely. Okay. Um, yeah, and then like I mean, those are kind of the early. The early scares, but but past that, I mean, we all know kind of how much Andrea Petkovic hates this surface. Doesn't love loves it. the tournament, hates the surface. You know, as a as the 14th seed uh, and p- projected uh, whatever. What is that? Round of 16. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Not bad. Flavia, she's had problems <clears throat> in the past. Flavia's a tough matchup for Maria. Obviously, Flavia's never been at her best on grass, but she's not useless on it either. So we'll see how she does. Maybe that's the toughest match in the first four rounds for her. If it happens, um, but overall, I think Maria is not a loser in this draw. I agree. Way. I totally agree. Um, Pliskova is interesting. It's in the lower part of the section. Also, possible real big server matchup: Pliskova Vandeweghe in second round. Um, if that happens, which I think it probably will. Um, Stoser's been playing a little well, better on grass lately. Uh, shout out to Adina Galovitz Hall for using protected ranking again in this tournament because she. Her name drop popped up, and I was like, huh. She, I knew she. I saw her on the internet, and she is, to use an affectionate term from the internet, she's a walking by. <laughs> she is. She was. There was. I would say that of the 128 players in here, she would lose to 127 of them. Fair enough. I mean that with all due affection. I really do, Adina. Good for you to get this tournament here. It's sort of a last hurrah. I've seen other players try to do this, have a protected ranking for one last sort of push, and she did it. Note perfect, getting barely into this tournament. So good for her. Um, Stritzova Stevens is a tough first round. Shritzva hasn't been at her best. I would actually expect Sloan to win that with relative ease based on recent form. Uh, Safarova, obviously, is a good grass court player. Made semis here. Uh, opens against Risk, who hasn't had a grass, great grass season, actually, but Safarova should be high on confidence with her singles and double success lately. So, tough, some tough names in that little uh, first week section for Safarova as the sprinklers turn on on court 14, but not near us, so I'm happy about that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I mean, that's, uh, yeah, that's that bottom section. I mean, I just found myself, as I was going through the draw and trying to figure out what I thought was going to happen, um, just really kind of stymied as I went through it. I mean, it, just because, thank you for complimenting my vocabulary. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's 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 just tough because you just don't know what the form is, and it's such a unique surface, you know, in terms of what they all play on all the rest of the year, so... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Nothing's going to surprise me in that first week. But uh, but I agree with you. I mean, I, I do pick Sloan to kind of make a good, make a w- run into the possibly second week. Um, you think she could beat Safarova? I think she could beat Safarova. I think she could. Will she? I don't know. But she could. She could. She, she could. Very much could. She's doing much better yeah. these last few months, really. I mean, I guess since Strasbourg, I guess, really was the kickoff point mm-hmm. for it. Yeah. And also, Indian Wells Miami were both pretty solid, too. Um, but, yeah, recently she's made a couple semis here. Still no finals. Couple semis though to start. Lost today to Agnieszka Radwanska. Weird match. Yeah, and the semifinals in Eastbourne, which uh, yeah, that was an odd one. Ten break points, Sloan Stevens had in the first two Radwanska service games doesn't convert and loses the first set six one. Yeah. Don't know how that happens, but it happened. But good battle back. Uh, broke uh, Radvanska was re- while Radvanska was serving for the match in the second set uh, to force a third, uh, and then uh, Radvanska kind of took it from there. But Actually, you, want good. To, you want to talk draw losers? We'll get to her later. But I think Radvanska was a draw loser in this section based on how well she's played in Eastbourne. She did not get much help from the draw. But let's go next to the top half of the bottom half, top part of the bottom half, just to stay somewhat on track. Caroline Wozniacki, uh, who, as you said, retired with back ske- uh, skepticism, I don't know what you call it, in in her Eastbourne semifinal today. Uh, never been at her best at Wimbledon. It's by far been her weakest slam results-wise. 
Um, she has a not bad draw until Siniakov has played okay, but then she gets Georgie third round. It's obviously she's lost to Georgie before. Yeah. Um, that's the one I would circle as a big danger match for Caroline. Georgie plays well at slams. I expect Georgie to get there. And I would expect Georgia to win that match if the two of them played. So yeah, that's probably we'll right. Yeah. Well, I think maybe they would put on a big court here. So I don't know how Georgie doesn't have many. I guess she beat her at Ash, but she doesn't have that much big, big stage yeah. experience. I don't know. It'd be interesting. I think the court matters for that match, actually. If you put it on yeah, an outer court, I like Georgie's chances better. Yeah, I mean, she'll be a, that's probably like a court three match at a minimum. Oh, at least, yeah. At a minimum. So they like yeah, Caroline right. here. Yeah. Also in that section uh, later on, Muguruza, Kerber. Both can do things. Kerber's one Birmingham likes to service a lot. Uh, also in the section, Bachinski, who's playing well, maybe not much grass pedigree. Lisicki playing okay as the water gets closer and closer to us here on court 14. We're gonna I get see a rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't get wet. I didn't. I say. Are just, you sure? I, think I didn't get wet. I said just out of the splash zone. So we're sitting in the second row. Yeah. Well, we're gonna go. We're gonna walk now. Well, so there's other sprinklers gonna turn on on the end here. Yeah, I think, think so. Yeah. So we're gonna move. We can sit up there. Wanna go to? Wanna go to the? Sure. We'll go. We'll go to 18. But the sprinklers just stopped. So we're we're clear now. Whatever. Let's go back. Okay. Let's go back. Okay. I was just reading that article about Djokovic where they used to go right where the bombing had been because it was safe. They just water this court, so they won't water it again. That was a great analogy. <laughs> I yeah. Showing all due respect, obviously, to we lived through that war. Yes, so Baczynski is in here. <laughs> Lisicki, Halep. I like Lisicki's draw a lot here. I think Lisicki is in great shape to make it out of this section. Um, um, Halep, I think she got a pretty decent draw considering her recent form. Uh, Puig could be tough for her. Puig plays well at Wimbledon generally. Nicolescu had a surprisingly good grass season. Kuznetsova, other Pliskova. But I don't think Halep makes, uh, makes quarters. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's hard to know exactly where Simona Halep is right now. I mean, she opens against Chepalova. You know, I mean, that's obviously, it's not the Chepalova that we know and love of Charleston. For that one week. For that one week, that's one blissful week. I mean, it's a nice draw for Simone. It's not that bad, but, you know, if she if she can't find her form, can't find her confidence, then uh, it's going to be rough. But she will get an opportunity to kind of play herself into form, which is, you know, that'll be big. It will be big for sure. Next section, even more sprinklers. <laughs> that was. <laughs> Are you running away? No, no, no! I was looking at that one. Oh no! It's fine. No, I'm picking up my thing. Okay. Corny dropped something. Bottom quarter of the draw. Katarina Makarova has not had a great grass season. Opens against Vickery, who is okay in qualifying, but not great. Cornet made the second week here randomly last year. Uh, not the worst draw to do it again. Madison Keys, a lot of question marks about Madison Keys with how uh, her illness that she had after the French Open being sort of in bed with the flu, uh, obviously losing first match that she had in her Eastbourne title defense two and two to bench it. She didn't get a lot of grass prep, but the surface and condition still should be great for her here if she is feeling better. Bouchard in there too is possible next opponent. Let's just start with that upper part of it before we get to the lower part. That's a, that's an interesting section. A lot of people who, or at least several people, all the bold face names I think can do things in there. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely would circle the Kanyu, uh, uh Cornet match, first round match for Cornet, seated 25th this year. Um, I think, you know, obviously Kanya knows how to play on grass, has, yeah. you know, won her first title a few weeks ago. Where was that? Nottingham? 
It was I Nottingham, so, yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I think that that's, that's an upset alert for me a little bit. But, um, yeah, and then big question marks about Madison Keys. Possible third-rounder against Eugenie Bouchard. Um, even Jeannie Bouchard, I mean, playing Chinese Davenport, Ying Ying Duan. <laughs> so, so, you know, that's not necessarily, you know, who knows. I mean, and I feel like a broken record of just kind of saying who knows all the time as you I are. go through this draw. But who, because... You know, if we're just going to go off of talent, and we're going to go off of game or history or whatever. Yeah, we can. The results might swing one way, but I just, I really don't feel confident making a ton of predictions as to what's going to happen. Honestly, can I give a shout out to Ying Ying Duan briefly? Because this is actually pointed out by Tom Tebbett because Tom Tebbett was writing a preview of uh, the Bouchard Duan article. I don't know. This is a focal point, but Duan apparently lists her weight on her profile at 185, mm-hmm. which is way out of the realm of what WTA weights normally are listed at. Mm-hmm. It's an outlier, and so good for her for not like dressing it up if that is in, indeed her real weight. I just think it's cool. I wrote an article about how the women tend to downplay their weights in their profiles and how weight shouldn't even be in the profile at all. But if it is Ying Ying Duan, you stay you. I, I, anyway, I don't know. I thought I appreciated the honesty. Not that anyone really cares about her weight as she plays Jeannie, but I think Jeannie got a nice draw here in the it's first a, two rounds. Oh, my God. This draw is so good. But she, but she, Tatiana Maria did beat her in uh, Miami, but that's everybody beat her this year. So, yeah. yeah. But overall, Jeannie cannot be upset with her first couple rounds. And Madison is not a, the worst matchup for Jeannie if they do play. Because Madison can blow hot and cold in a way that Jeannie... Right, you know, it, it, it's it's hard for Madison. I think that she has a pretty nice cup opening two matches. She'll open against uh, Stephanie Vergele, which Madison should beat on grass yeah, yeah. pretty easily, and then possibly Wick Meyer or Kulichkova. And uh, not you know, either. not necessarily easy, but not tough. Uh, yeah. spe- specifically referring to Wick Meyer. Am I wrong, or wasn't it Kulichkova who almost knocked out Maria? It in Melbourne. Um, oh that, was, that was Russians. that was um, not her. That was Panova. <laughs> oh, Panova. I'm sorry. That's okay. 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 Fair enough. <laughs> um, uh, last section of the draw, the last eighth of the draw, is pretty loaded. Uh, Petra Kvitova's section, bottom half. Uh, she feature it features Agnieszka Radvanska, the current Eastbourne finalist, probable champion, possibly has played great there. Radvanska gets a tough opening draw against Radetschka as a big server, uh, who should be well suited to grass. Pashik is also in there. I think as a Radetschka maybe three and zero. Against Redvanska? Oh, really? It's something like that. I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that. But without actually like looking it up, it's she's. Okay. I think that Radeshka actually has like a really good record against Aga. Svitolina and Yankovic are also in there as pretty solid seeds in the lower part. Especially Svitolina's had a good year making French quarters. Um, Doy played really well at the French. Svitolina Doy is not a bad first round. Uh, Laura Robinson is in here. Laura, Laura Robinson got a great first round. She couldn't have asked for a much better first round opponent than Evgeny Rodina, who has no particular credentials. Well, technically, she could have gotten. Adina Galavitz Hall, so... That's true, that's she true. She could have gotten a better I draw think, I think, Let's say Rodina is, like, in the <laughs> 120s somewhere, but, yeah, Galavitz Hall, number 128. Thank you for reminding me of that. Um, the really sad thing, obviously, the draw ceremony, they do it in top-to-bottom order, and there were only 13 slots left out of 96 unseated, and the possibility of Robson Bouchard first round was still out there. There may have been some giggling. Tweets may have been drafted. Stuart Fraser ne- sitting next to me had an all caps tweet <laughs> ready to go of Robson Bouchard first round, and we didn't get to use it. Oh, I was so ready for that. It would have been just peak hilarity. If this tournament can make Isra Mahout play each other back to back first rounds, I don't know why they can't make Robson Bouchard happen. That's fair. I don't want much, especially with like current slump Bouchard against current, like who knows what Robson. It could have been a lot of fun. It would not have been t- about tennis. No. It would have been about me enjoying myself immensely. Um, yeah, so I think I think Petra and Aga should get through. 
to their respective fourth round, and then that's a tough one. We'll see. That's a very interesting matchup on grass. I don't yeah. think they, I can't remember them ever playing on grass before. Thinking not not definitely not Wimbledon. Maybe maybe at uh, maybe at like East maybe Eastbourne something. But I can't remember it either way. I would be very excited for that second Monday match, and it should be a good one. Um, overall, you want to want to do some projections so you see. I don't want to do projections, but you can do projections. Okay. Let me see. I hate. I just don't like doing them, and I hate doing them at Wimbledon because I just don't think that they... I, see, you keep talking about Wimbledon like it's this crazy abyss, and I don't think it's any worse than the French in that way. No, but the French I can read a little bit more because I have more data points going in. This is like, I don't know how a lot of people are, are playing. You know, they took one loss. You know, everybody's losing early. Eastbourne doesn't really have a ton of impact to me in terms of players losing. I don't know. It's just... I. It, I just don't. I'm not entirely sure how each player is actually playing right now. Okay, that's why on this surface. That's fair. I'll just make some predictions quickly yeah. here. I'll say Serena beats Azarenka in the quarters. I'll say that Sharapova beats Pliskova in the quarters, and I'll say that Serena beats Sharapova in the what? semis. Hot take. I know Sharapova. No, wait, 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 what did I say? <laughs> I said Serena beats Sharapova, right? I didn't mm-hmm. misspeak. Okay, yeah. Serena beats Sharapova. <laughs> you, you scared me. Like, did I say the opposite? No, no, no. Serena will beat Maria Sharapova if they play this tournament. Uh, this other section of, um, let's say that Kerber beats Lasicki again in the, in the quarters. Um, uh, God, who gets out of this Makarova Keys Bouchard section? Uh, Let's say, let's say Makarova gets through there and loses in this quarter to Kvitova, and then Kvitova beats Kerber in the semis, and Serena beats Kvitova in the final. Wow, you have one too. I know. I'm you've so really, bold. You've really... Hot you really takes on court 14. Yes. You know, one of the sprinklers came on. <laughs> they doused your hot take. It was just steam. I'm just going to go with the seeds. Steam. <laughs> steam on the hot take. All right. Men's draw? Novak Djokovic, talk about draw losers. At least yeah, first couple was, rounds. First, he really got nailed. All, pretty much the whole draw is actually a disaster. Yeah. I mean, Djokovic's path could be Kohlschreiber, Hewitt, Tomic, Anderson, uh, Nishikori or Chilich, who's tough on grass, um, and then Stan, who just <coughs> beat him, or Kyrgios or Ronich or Dimitrov, um, and then... Yeah, and then the final. That's a really... You could not have gotten a, yeah, mu- it, a much tougher draw for Novak. And it's so funny, too, because the way that it worked out, right? Because the minute that you saw that, like, the other half of the draw, like, Murray got drawn into that half and everything, and then you saw, like, okay, Rafa got drawn into the bottom half, you're kind of thinking, oh, well, this isn't so bad for Novak. I mean, Rafa, Federer, and Murray on the other side of the draw, and, like, whatever. And then as it unfolded, you started to realize, like, oh, no, wait a second. Like, this is actually terrible for Novak yeah. so you know it won't be easy I mean it's and I I mean I think the whole second round thing is blown out of proportion it's over I mean like, he, he was not going to beat Djokovic he would is I not going to beat Novak it's Cole not Schreiber has a better chance to beat, yep. he, to beat Djokovic than Hewitt I totally agree um, so or I think, Neiman, and Neiman is not but it's just either. like an awkward match like you know what I mean because it's going to be like if especially if it's Novak and, and Hewitt it'll be kind of much hyped because it's obviously Leighton Hewitt's final Wimbledon um, and so it'll be on center yeah it's just going to have a yeah. lot of stuff involved in it, uh, which can be draining. It, it's not about the ma- the, the result. I, I think the result is not in doubt, but uh, but yeah, it's just kind of a draining overall thing to have to deal with. And then Tomic is just very draining because he's just he's yeah. just a whole lot to have to deal with as, on any level. Unless he ch- unless he checks out, yeah. And it's a 56 minute three set grass match, which could happen. Oh, it could totally <laughs> happen. You never know with Bernie. He, Bernie has at least has a pretty good draw to get to that point. So I don't see who could beat him. Uh, there on Island, speaking of Bernie, just slight sidebar. Uh-huh. There was a report that came out um, uh, in 
Australian press, as well as an AAP article. Okay. But um, that uh, Bernie Tomic will be sitting out uh, the next Australian Open Davis or the aus- next Australian Davis Cup tie uh, due to a the quarterfinal. So yeah. In the due to a growing rift between the Tomics and Tennis Australia. This time now, I guess. I mean, this is involving many different things that have happened over the years, but I guess the straw that broke the camel's back was uh, Tennis Australia's decision not to fund Sarah Tomic. Because of how difficult her father is. Exactly, because of how difficult her father is, according to the report. And, uh, yeah, I I just find that whole thing to be interesting and uh, whether or not that is a further distraction to things. Um, There were a lot of quotes that came out uh, from Pat Rafter, former Davis Cup captain, who said that, um, you know, one of the reasons that he did step down from Davis Cup captain was, like, you know, kind of the attitudes of the the younger players, specifically, I think he was referring to Tomic and Kyrgios, um, and their maturity and and their willingness to listen and all these sorts of things. Anyways, so there's a lot, as much as, like, the Australian guys are getting off, much deserved uh, press regarding their on-court results, there's also all this off-court stuff as well, so you wonder a little bit as that chatter starts to pick up and if they have to answer all the questions about it, whether or not that becomes a distraction while they play Wimbledon. The Austins are a big contingent here this year. There's 10 of them in the main draw, I believe. They got a lot, they got three through qualifying, and they got uh, a couple wild cards in Ebden and Hewitt, uh, but a few other guys. I mean, some are non-substantial, like Matasevich, but otherwise, they got a lot of people in here. They were doing Aussie media update there, so I was sitting up there, sitting outside, because the press room is freezing. Freezing. It's so cold. Like, this isn't even, like, a situation where I'm just, like, complaining, like, because I'm Goldilocks. Like, it's legit. I'm the opposite of Goldilocks. I can do anything, and this is just, like, unpleasantly cold. Yeah. And it's really nice outside, so I don't know why they just, they don't have the windows don't open or anything. Otherwise, yeah. I'd just be like, If anyway. I sound stuffed up, it's because I've been sitting in an icebox all day. So anyway, I was sitting out there, and, you know, Kalkanakis and Tomic were out there comparing haircuts and stuff. It was fun times uh, for Aussie Media Day, which they do on this day. Kalkanakis, by the way, just played the Boodles. Yep. I don't know if you saw the video of him getting molested by the crowd. He was showing it to somebody, and he was so excited. I was like, oh, I want to go back next year. <laughs> he was so happy to get molested by those cougar-type British ladies, even if it was awkward for everyone else yeah, to see. Yeah, super awkward. It's an interesting sort of culture of groping they have. It's actually very Aussie, I guess. I feel like the Boodles, in that boozy sense of it, belongs more in Australia. You know how Australians are a little bit more cheeky, a little bit more, you know, have, have like the saucy encore interviews and stuff? I feel like Boodles and all its weird know. raunchiness fits in better in Australia. I disagree. I think that I think that the Aussies learned that from somebody. And it may have been their their British ancestors. I don't think so. I think so. I don't think so. I think anyway, so. <laughs> you can send your votes with the <laughs> with the with the World Cup hash flags for England or Australia, <laughs> uh, as you want to see who would better suit the Boodles. Um, yeah. Anyway, t- Djokovic, Anderson, fourth round. I, I think he'll get through here, but th- it just could not. And Kalkanakis is actually in this section playing Leonardo Meyer, which is not and a bad draw for Kalkanakis. But yeah, tough section. Yeah, it's tough, and it, and it, it just you know Janovitz kind too. of obviously isn't as tough, but m- mirrors thematically with what happened at the French Open, which is that, like, yeah, we kind of, one-on-one, each of those matches, you pick Novak to win them to get himself into the final, but what is going to be the cumulative effect, both emotionally and where is he emotionally right now as he comes into Wimbledon? Has he had enough time to put that uh, French Open loss behind him? Hasn't played any matches Hasn't played any matches, lost his Boodles match today, which, who cares, it's the Boodles, but he did. Did he at least get groped on the way out? I hope so. I hope so. I hope so, Novak. Poor guy. I know, show him some love, (laughs) cougar ladies that may be Australian or... English? Yeah. Who knows? Um, but yeah, so we'll see uh, with Novak. But yeah, what is going to be the cumulative effect of all of that? And then if you play Stan, 
in the semifinals. I mean, we're talking demons. That's that is <laughs> that is like like skydiving and your parachute never opened, and then before your leg even heals, hopping back up and being like, "Take me to fifteen thousand. I'm going down again." Like that is that that's that's pretty rough. That was a dramatic know. analogy. Let's get to the. Uh, we didn't mention Isakori. The guy who <laughs> talked about the bombing. Yeah, yeah I know. We, we're taking all the worst <laughs> analogies of Djokovic today. If you have your own poor Novak Djokovic analogies, you want to compare it to his tournament, his life, his whatever. Send them our way. Hashtag Djokovic analogy. I don't know. Uh, Nishikori is also in there. I don't. I don't know what to do with him in this draw. I think that Chilich is a better bet to make the quarters than Nishikori on this surface. Although Nishikori does not have a bad draw whatsoever, I just don't think he's really a factor per se at Wimbledon. I do. I mean, you I do? Think, yeah, I do. I do. I mean, I, wa- I watched him hit a little bit today, and um, obviously there were a few concerns over his uh, his uh, foot injury, leg injury, yeah, uh, ankle. Retired in Hala. Yeah, yeah, exactly ankle. in Hala. So, um, and it, it was taped heavily today. It was a high tape job, um, kind of about. Uh, just like below his calf, so yeah. it was pretty high. But uh, but he still looked like he was he was he's, I don't know he looked good. He looked really good. That's so good. no, I like K through there. Belali is not a bad, uh, not a tough, not an easy first round. Belali has played pretty good on grass, I think, in the past. I want to say I might be making that up. I don't know. Next quarter, Stan Vavrinka in there. Uh, not a great grass quarter, but made quarters last year and is obviously playing pretty well. He is in a section, not a bad set pass of the quarters for him really. Verdasco and Team are in there, but neither one of them. I would be surprised if either of them beat him. Uh, that next little section, the Moreto uh, Goffin, as 16th of this draw, is the weakest 16th of the draw, I would say. Probably it's a good shot for somebody like a, um, uh, first of all, Liam Brody to win one match against Matasovic, because the article by Rafi Uba saying how British wildcards never ever win matches, which is a fact, and Baghdad is being hurt. Um, so Vavrinka, I think, is in pretty good shape. And then this bottom lower part of this of this quarter is pretty loaded with Dimitrov, Gasquet, Kyrgios, and Ronich. Uh, not to mention Flo- Flory Myers, great grass court player. Tommy Haas claimed back, probably not going to do much, but still a lot of names, a lot of past semifinalists in that little section there. Yep, I think it's a pretty easy path for Sam Vavrinka into the, the quarterfinals, and I don't know, I see him making the semis for sure. I, I really do. I, I, I just think that like even though there are going to be all these questions about, you know, is this going to be another post-slam slump for Stan? But, like, these matchups that he's getting, especially early on in that in the first week, these are perfect matchups for him. I don't see him losing to a Souza or a Benjamin Becker or a Victor Estrella Burgos. I just don't see any of that happening. Um, so I think that this is a pretty nice draw for him. My pick actually to make, I think it's going to be a toss-up for me in the quarter between Stan and Ronich. I think yeah. Ronich is poised to do really I well here. I would not fair. be surprised at all if Ronich made semis. Um, he obviously made semis here last year. He, uh, skipping the French, I don't think has much bearing on it. I mean, remember Andy Murray skipped the French on Wimbledon later that year. Uh, he, I th- assuming his foot is okay, and we have all indications that it is, um, I think he'll be in pretty, pretty good shape. Bottom half of the draw is a nice section. I think the draw winner, speaking of, isn't at all. Nadal couldn't have asked for much more in terms of an early start to this tournament playing Bellucci. Um, Brown is not a, it's not a great uh, second-round match, but with the sort of best of five, I don't know if Brown has the attention span with his game yeah. to be able to, to beat someone as, as tough a competitor as Nadal. I mean, Nadal obviously got clobbered by him in Hollow last year, but Nadal did not want to be there in that match, and that was as close as you'll ever see to Nadal sort of throwing in the towel mid-match. And Ferrer is not a great grass court either. Um, Fanini... Uh, 
yeah, not a dangerous seed, Trisky. I, I think Nadal's a big winner here, and I really like his chances to make the quarters, which that's I wouldn't, which I, I wouldn't have I said in a lot of other situations. That's interesting because I don't think that he's a draw winner at all. No, I th- not even close. Um, I think that yeah, that first rounder against Bellucci, obviously it's Bellucci and it's grass and it's you know all these sorts of things. Again with Rafa, like these are matches you expect him to win. I'm just, I mean, they're tricky. I mean, it's just these are some some tricky matchups for him. Bellucci first round, yeah, like you said, Dustin Brown, Victor Choisky is playing very well on grass, and they played against each other in the Stuttgart final. Rafa won that, of course, uh, but you know that's a, that's still you know Victor won a ton of matches and then followed that up from Stuttgart going to Queens and making the semifinals there, losing to Andy Murray. So that's a that's a pretty good grass court run for Victor. Then, I mean, Ferrer against Rafa on grass. He's the fitter player right now. I mean, who knows? Um, and then you have, you know, p- potentially Andy Murray, obviously, in that quarter. Yeah. Um, and that is, I think, the, the wall. Beyond, beyond, yeah, I was not so looking ahead to Murray for when I was talking about it being a good draw. But I just think that in terms of him being a number 10 seed, getting Ferrer as his higher seed he has to beat along the way to making the quarters, I think you couldn't have asked for a better top 8 seed to face. Uh, I would I don't know. I, would, I don't think that I would have minded him if he got, like... Nishikori? Um, Nisha Corey, Raonic. Okay. I think those are the other two that, that stand out. My favorite matchup in this section is Tim Smichek, poster boy of sportsmanship. I know. Playing against Robbie Opening. <laughs> it's just funny. It's, I, it's, it's just, a good one. It's just amusing. That's like devil, angel and devil yeah. on shoulders. <laughs> that's true. Whoever the chair is. Um, yeah. In this other part of the section, Andy Murray, uh, I think not also not a bad draw for him whatsoever. Uh, tough third round. A lot of tough third round opponents for him possibly. Uh, Stakovsky, Seppi... Chorich all there. Uh, Kakushkin and Hassa. He's had a little problem with Hassa on uh, on hard courts at the US Open a few times before. But overall, the exception of Sanga, fourth round, but Sanga hasn't been playing that great lately. Um, I like. He hasn't. Not on grass. Okay, didn't say on grass, but okay. like he well, made he, the he, semis he and didn't he play at all. He pulled out so a say that he didn't play he, well lately. He, you know, he's been, pull, he's been pulling out of tournaments and he hasn't been. No, that's um, fair. Yeah. I just that's why I okay. made the face. He did, he did make yes, he did make <laughs> the semis at the French Open. You are correct. So, but yeah, I like I like Andy to get through there. I think that Andy, Andy I think Andy is a draw winner for sure. I think that put it this way, the one guy that he's lost to, the only man that he's lost to, is on the other half of the draw. Since March. Yeah, since yeah. March. Or, yeah, since the beginning of March. So, the rest of it, like, these are winnable matches for Andy Murray. Um, he's full of confidence. He's relaxed. You know, yes, he could play Rafa in the quarterfinals. I think he, li- if it's that early in a tournament, I think he likes that. I think that'll be that'll be good for him. That's if Rafa even gets there. Uh, and then past that, I mean, Sanga, yeah, dangerous if Sanga's 100%. Don't know if that's the case. Saw him practicing today against Gasquet. Didn't look great but it's Sanga he could have just been like mailing it in you know yeah. um, and then potential semifinal obviously with uh, with Roger so uh, all of those matches I don't know I, I kind of I like it I'm so ready for that Murray S- Federer semifinal I really match. want I really, I I really want that. that match that's the they one match they haven't played, they played in a while yeah. well I guess they played at the O2 and it was not close but here yeah. at Wimbledon again with their two matches they split in 2012, I just want to see that again. How great of a, of a storyline would that be to nearly get double bagel by Roger Federer at the O2 and everybody to be like, oh, Marismo shit, your shit, like your career's going down the toilet, like da 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 and then to come to Wimbledon and then get an opportunity to beat Roger and, and get that of revenge, that's, 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 that's the stuff bad. that Andy Murray is made of. <laughs> Court 14 update. They are currently getting ready to put the tarp over it. We're seeing some blue cable things be pulled out pretty exciting. We'll keep you posted. <laughs> bottom quarter of the draw features Ro- uh, Roger Federer at the bottom, Thomas Burditch at the top of it, uh, other seeds in here, Lopez, who has not had a 
particularly good uh, season, really. Uh, 15 is Roger's first high seed. Jack Sock is in there also. It's a third round for Roger. Uh, Roger didn't get a bad draw at all. No, he's a uh, nice draw. Nice draw. Roger's a draw winner here. Um, Monfils is in there, but never does anything on grass. Simone did okay on grass, but, again, not a Wimbledon threat. I think I see Burditch and Federer more or less cruising to this quarterfinal. And I see Federer winning that. I, I, I think that this is a fairly, fairly straightforward section. And I will... <laughs> the biggest laugh I had of any first-round match that did happen, my laughs for R- Robson Bouchard went unconsummated. Uh, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> Golden's result should be fun. It'll be good. It'll be just... So, I, don't, I just hope there's trash talking. I'm sure. Or, like, bumping or something. I need, I'm going to need audio on that match. Just, like, audio more important. There's, well, th- so they're obviously putting the finishing touches on the All England Club yeah. right now. And, you know, I'm used to seeing, like, the carts and, you know, whatever, the dollies, like, being pushed around. But there was literally, like, a Toyota that just, like, drove through <laughs> that's over there. You see it? Oh, yeah. That's and cool. I was just like, that's just a regular passenger car. Someone's just driving a tool in a car. It's <laughs> yeah. probably Tomic. It's probably. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, I don't know. It cracked me up. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry if that's I got fine. distracted. I appreciate low attention span. So overall takeaways from the men's draw, what, what do you see? I see Djokovic having the toughest path. I see the Djokovic, Murray, and Federer all making semis. Yeah. With Djokovic being the most in doubt of all of those, which I think says a lot about the other draws and Djokovic's doubts. And then I don't know other other quarter. Um, yeah, I see. I see. Oh, Ronich. here comes Tarp. Here comes, comes the tarp. tarp. They're rolling out the Tarp. So this, there there are six strapping teens, five guys and a girl running, pulling this Tarp. It looks heavy. Orange cables being used this time get some tarp sounds. Now they're pulling pulling the cables. Look at their playing. I don't know what, what this looks like. It's like pulling in a big fish situation. Cables are piling up. This court, this this tarp will be inflated later. Uh, but right now it's just getting pulled out. They pulled it about 80% of the way across the court. Uh, they're now going to the edges and ruffling it like you used to <laughs> when, you had a, when you had a parachute in PE class. Remember that parachute? That was fun. Uh, they're going to keep pulling it. A couple new pullers coming into the court. More pulling about to happen. They're going to pull left? So they pulled it sort of up in one direction. Yeah, it does look heavy. There's a big like iron metal bar, I think, at one end of it. So they're dragging this bar across the court. Uh, now it's being anchored in the corners by this this fellow over there with the sunglasses on his head and uh, more pulling it's like making a really big bed <laughs> yeah, it's you like know? making a big bed yeah, yeah. so okay. there you go so this is a big duvet cover on Wimbledon's court 14 they're now going to sort of pin it down they have all these hooks along the edge of the court which they're going to use and that's, that's, the, that's the process so <laughs> any last takeaways from the draw as we watch this yeah, and it, emotion. I, I, it's hard to see it not being the top four seeds in the semis. Okay. So you know that that and then from there we'll see. But that that's that's the way that I see it. You've got on who wins this? People, this is one where people actually like. I this actually is an open tournament. I do think that it's Andy Murray. Yeah, that's that's who I pick. How about you? Oh, it's hard. Okay, I think so basically I think that it's sort of a triangle thing. I think that Djokovic beats Murray in a final. I think that. Federer beats Murray though, and I'm not sure. And I think I don't know. I'll pick Federer. 
but I think Murray has a great shot. Yeah, yeah. I think I think yeah. I think Murray almost has a better shot than Djokovic, which is weird me saying that yeah, after just it feels essentially super weird. just after one. I'm I'm sort of throwing out Djokovic after just one match he played against Arvinka where he didn't even play badly. Yeah. I feel weird sort of bailing on Djokovic now, but it's just my gut is telling me it's one of those two other guys. Yeah, that's fair. Interesting, interesting to get one of them winning their first slam in a couple of years. Yeah. Be a fairly new winner, whoever that is. New meaning, you know, Federer being a new winner. Yeah, kind of ridiculous right. concept. I but don't feel sorry for his... But a different you know, winner. Proud. I don't see Stan win this tournament. I'd be shocked if Stan won this actual tournament all the way. Yeah. I that I don't that. see happening. But yeah, otherwise it should be a fun tournament. Yeah. Other, other non-draw type things you're looking forward to at this tournament? Other, other Wimbledon hope streams, expectations, fears? I would like I would like to see Petra Kvitova have a good tournament. That's okay. not to say like to win it, but I get sometimes a bit exhausted with the, you know, when she's good she's very good and when she's bad she's ugly like Petra Kvitova. And I want to, I would like to see her make a, a good defense of this title. That so that that's kind of actually like my one thing. Obviously I would love to see Serena complete the Serena Slam. Uh, and go three quarters away of the ground. Beats, yeah, I mean that would be, be so big massive, so big for tennis. So big. So obviously, you know, to the extent that you know, like we always say, we don't root for players, but we root for storylines. Yeah. That's a storyline that that is definitely something that would would help at least the the, the stature of the sport within uh, the states, especially for the summer. I mean, it would be yeah. massive for the U.S. Open series. It would be massive for the U.S. Open, obviously. So there is that. Uh, but those are kind of the two things I'd like to see Maria Sharapova actually like make it past the fourth round. Hasn't done. She's only done that once in, since 2006. Obviously, Oof. that 2011 uh, final. Yeah. So that I mean fourth round. We're not even saying quarters. Fourth round. She hasn't made it. Pa- she has not made it past the fourth round except for once. Yeah. The, the emergence of Claypova has been exactly at the cost of Graspova. Like, yeah. It's been well, and zero there's a lot. Pova. But here's the thing: is that that people don't talk about as much when we talk about Maria and her kind of, yeah, transformation in Claypova and her lack of results here at Wimbledon uh, is the shoulder surgery. She's a completely different player now than she was before. And it may not look it on the eye when you look at the baseline strokes. Yes, totally. But the serve is no longer a weapon. And back when she was 17 years old, it was a weapon. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. I'll show oh, wait, when she won it, she was serving right. like a beast. Right. So 2006 is the last time before the last time that she made it past the fourth round. Uh, and then there's 2007, and then 2008, and then she has the surgery in 2008. So then ever since then... In 2007, she lost to Venus in the fourth exactly. round. That was a tough it was, draw. Yeah, exactly, tough draws, right? So then 2008 happens, the shoulder, shoulder surgery happens, and she's been a completely different player yeah. on this surface. So there is a, a method to it. It's not entirely... That being said, I mean, she did make the final uh, in 2011 and lost to Petra. But, um, you know, so she has done something. But... Uh, to expect for Maria Sharapova, like to like sharpie her into like the semifinals on grass, is always I think a precarious situation. It's going the same way it is with Serena on clay. I mean, like yeah. at the French. Yeah. I mean, she's still yeah. a great player. She still can do it. Should do it. Hasn't done it that much. Yeah. And so even if that's what I was saying about Serena before the French, I picked the field over her, and again she proved me wrong. Um, <laughs> you know, it's that yeah that she's not the bankable player here that she is elsewhere, and it would be good to see both of those players, I agree, do, some, do something. And to see Maria and Serena play again at Wimbledon, yeah. that, that would be cool. They haven't played that much here. They played in 04 and I think 2010, yeah. also in the fourth round. Uh, but to get them playing again together would be would be pretty cool, especially with the, you know all the Serena Slam stuff and 
all that. I, I, I like, I always look forward to Serena Maria matches, even if they yep. shouldn't. They're just, like, the mistakes are so high. Well, we just always that. talk yeah. about it. Like, people can rip all you want about it being called a rivalry, but it is. And you know why? Because when those two play, everyone puts down their pencil and everyone tunes in. And you can tune in to laugh. You can tune in to, like, make fun of Maria and the fact that she can't do it or, you know, celebrate how good Serena is. You can tune in because, oh, maybe this time this is the one that Marina, Maria finally gets. And the but, Australian Open match was great. But, hey, you tune in. Yeah. And you can't necessarily say that about any other two players on the women's tour when they play each other. Very true. Very true. Let's wrap up this show now. Thank you guys very much for listening to this episode of No Challenge Remaining. If you want to follow along with us when you're not listening and we're not at Court 14, you can do so by following us on Twitter and at NCR underscore tennis. You can also like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash NCR podcast. If you want to send a question for an upcoming show, you can do so. No challenges remaining at gmail.com. We'll probably get to a lot of those after Wimbledon, I'm guessing, and some middle Sunday questions too, presumably if, with your things that come up in the in the middle, in the first week that make you feel things. You can talk to an adult being us and we'll, we'll try to help you through that. Uh, you can also subscribe to the show on iTunes, leave us reviews there, whatever your podcasting app of choice is. Happy to have you get the episodes automatically that way. You have a rant rave you want to close out with, Courtney? Sure, I have a rant rave. Let's I'm going to rave it. two things. Okay, go for it. First of all, if you haven't had an opportunity yet, you should definitely listen to uh, Carrie Champion's Be Honest podcast and one of her most recent uh, podcasts, which is called The Announcement, because Carrie Champion, formerly of Tennis Channel, uh, currently, well, not currently, but was as of about a week ago, uh, the host of ESPN's First Take, which was awesome and I mean, just to think that, like, I don't know, I just remember running around tournaments with Carrie when she was, like, with Tennis Channel, and everything just seemed so low stakes with what we were doing, but... Uh, First take was that, for all the for all the things we'll say about the show, it's a very high-profile gig. Super high-profile gig, and she, and challenging came, gig and she came out of it smelling like roses. Which is hard. Which is super tough, considering all the crap that's on that show with Stephen A. and Skip Bayless. Yep. But uh, now she's going to be a Sports Center host. So happy for her. Anchor, and that is fantastic. But if you do... I mean, it's not just about that, but basically Carrie explains her decision, and I think that everything that she says in, in on that podcast about why she decided to move from first take to uh, to Sports Center is really applicable, just life advice, and really inspiring, and made me just kind of, you know, throw up my arm and be like, you know, throw up yes. your arm like Breakfast Club, exactly style. Breakfast yeah. Club style, uh, and just feel like very, very good. So that's one. Okay. And uh, my other ra- uh, rave. You go, U.S. Supreme Court. I had a feeling that was coming. Yeah. Any more thoughts? I'm just going to leave it there. In general? It is so ordered. <laughs> it is so ordered. That was pretty cool. That was happening while I was sitting outside, outside. So, yeah. Yes. Good times with the Supreme Court. I have one quick rant. And maybe this is more about my own incompetence than about the functions, what I'm about to describe. But I've had problems with this in Europe before. Uh, the place I'm staying is really, really close to Wimbledon. I actually managed to walk from my front door of, my, of the building to my desk at the media center in nine minutes today. I timed it. I was pretty happy with that, including going through security. So that was pretty neato. Um, the only problem I have with it is the shower has one of those, like, glass door things, but it's, like, only, like, sort of, like, a glass... I don't even know what you call it. Like a... Like a swinging glass a door. swinging glass door thing. Oh, you're talking about And leakage? it only covers half of the shower. Yes, what is that? What is this? You're Someone like, needs to explain this to me, because this isn't your, all over you. I don't get it. And, like, every day, like, without fail, I, like, flood the floor. Of the, yeah. of, I'm trying, like... But I'm also... When I'm showering, my primary goal isn't usually, like, deflecting water in the correct path. Like, I'm trying to wash myself, <laughs> and it's just hard. I feel like, and, and I think I'm doing okay, and then I inevitably get out of 
there and step on the thing. And I feel like the person who owns the house is probably judging me because he changed the bath mat or floor mat at some point. It's time to surrender. I just but know, but I don't get it. Like, I don't get why don't you would put it. a shower water retention thing that did such a shit half-ass job. I don't get it. Hang a curtain. Hang a curtain. Or get, like, two doors if you need those little half-glass doors. It really bothers me. It's had it a lot of times in Europe. It's a struggle, and it's not something I ever encounter in the U.S. Nope. Nope. Because we understand that the point of having a shower with, like, a bathtub is so the water stays in it. Yeah. And we'll take whatever minor additional measures are needed to accomplish that very basic goal. I find it baffling. And I'm going to have two plus more weeks of it, of flooding that floor having to wipe it up with my limited towels. So I'm just not, not amused by that. Not good. So that's, that's not great. But yeah, SCOTUS. Yeah, you know, you want to know you can do SCOTUS after you finish with set bladder or whatever? <laughs> Pass some shower curtain reform, all right? Worldwide. worldwide sh- Europe you want, you want SCOTUS to now uh, set policy and law in, in Europe? Why not? Weird. America. Weird. Why not? Weird. Fine, or do it whatever, House of Lords. <laughs> Whoever needs to take action on this. I think should do it. It's and I'm actually good. really curious if somebody if somebody has like it's like Some no secret this, this is normal and here's how you make it not a problem because the the water is like already pointing at an angle if you want to get it anyway. Anyway, let's end it there. <laughs> sure. Bye guys. I'm sorry. I feel like I've just desecrated court 14 <laughs> with this which has by the way like what looks like an enormous shower curtain on it right now in this tarp which Ain't I Ain't no just, water getting in down I under just that. Hang that in my bathroom. There you go. Bye guys. Bye. Are we marching hand in hand? Why are the ocean levels rising up? It's a brand new record for 1990. They might be joined.